0: is about just jiggling, I think, because I'm, I'm not a great runner, I
1: run long distances, but I have no form. You know how to do the wobble, though? I don't know how to do the wobble, it's what? a dance, it's a it's dance. It's a full dance, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, I gotta show you. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, because I do a lot of cruise ships, uh, and whenever they play this song on the upper deck by the pool, it's like some spell comes over people and they all jump up off of their chairs
1: and they do this dance i think people just love the idea of like a unified dance like the electric slide or something like that this is the new cupid shuffle and it's easy to do so it's like and it's like every family event as soon as this comes on bam everybody's on the dance floor everybody's on the dance floor
0: so i have to tell you this this seemed like something that should be played at the royal wedding (laughs)
1: <laughs> Honestly, it probably was after watching that royal wedding.
0: <laughs> I felt like, like, yeah, I could see not the big reception, but nah. the private second yeah. reception of only two hundred. Mm-hmm. I could picture Prince Charles doing the wobble.
1: Man, that could would be you great picture to see. Chuck?
0: Would that be a meme? It totally Charles was. and Camilla doing the wobble. <laughs> that would be the best <laughs> ever. That would be better than Jean Claude Van Damme. When, have you ever seen have a the meme have a Van Damme day with him doing that that dance? Uh-uh Oh yeah, from Kickboxer. It's the best. Mm-hmm. It's the best now, um true confession. I've only seen pieces of the royal the royal wedding today because um tomorrow I'm taking my seventy six year old mom on a trip for her seventy sixth birthday. So today we did girl day. We did, you know, manny petty hair. Got to get ready. You got to get ready. Yeah. You got to get, you get your toenails on. Where are you guys heading to? Um, we're going to Haiti, but they, they yeah, they, they call it Hispaniola to not scare the other people on the ship. <laughs> we're going to Labadee, Hispaniola. Uh, it's a private <laughs> beach. And, uh, and Puerto Rico. And, uh, and we're going to, uh, I forget. I don't care. I just know I'm going to be on a boat with my mom. And it's weird because the best part of doing what I do, and I can't say for a living, it's for a life. It's not a job. It's a thing. You know what I mean? Like it's a privilege to be on the radio. It's a privilege. You know, when I think of people that have real jobs, like real jobs, the, the level of humility that washes over me. That I'm basically just a clown. Like I could, I could be wearing curly-toed shoes and a hat with bells. Like I just That's not true. I'm just a big clown, <laughs> in modern-day jester. But but that affords me the ability to to do things, you know, with my family and with my mother. And my mom is so adorable. She, you know, she's like, we have to catch the wedding. So did you did you you know DVR it so we can see it all? Like she's gonna <laughs> binge watch the wedding. And um, I I have to say, this is the most excited I've been about anything in England since the, ni- dare I say, 1982? I, did, I mean, you weren't even around when, you weren't around when Harry's no, mama
1: got married. No, no, I wasn't.
0: I was a dreamy-eyed high schooler, and I, I watched her come down with her Dorothy Hamill haircut. She had a very, you know, sort of a a wedge you know she had that short hair that was kind of a a variation of the the dorothy hamill wedge which you know nothing of i'm just talking history to you now you have no idea you're gonna have to look it all up i am i'm on google no i know you are dorothy hamill was (laughs) an ice skater who had a move called the hamill camel and she was made a triple axel look like child's play and she had a haircut called the wedge and uh and all of these things were so of that time. Her dress with the poof sleeves and, and her haircut. And it was of a time. And it was really kind of before the, the world we live in now where there's no fourth wall. Where Let's be honest. The hood made it all the way to Buckingham Palace. Like there was drama and hoodness all the way up to the tippy tippy. Like her brother, I talked about this last week, writing Harry a letter her druggy brother saying, don't marry
1: her. Like, that is so hood. It like, was all her dad's side. It was like him, the dad, the kid. Throwing like, shade. It was like TMZ. What'd the
2: brother say? I didn't hear about that.
0: Oh, yeah. The brother wrote Prince Harry an open letter saying, it'll be the worst mistake of your life. She's a user. <laughs> My dad spent all of his money oh, promoting her career, and now he lives in Mexico. Don't mention the fact that he's like a loser with a substance abuse. That has nothing to do with anything, right? And, uh, you know, and can you imagine, like, what? And first of all, I'm just going to say this on the air. I think it's extremely respectful that nobody does any kind of, you know, Maury Povich kind of stuff. Because let's face it, Harry doesn't look all that much like Chuck. You know, I mean, you you put a picture of Harry next to James Hewitt. It's a big head scratcher, my friend. It's a big head scratcher. Did I say that out loud, Chappé? I think you did. I did. All I'm saying is I think that this is the most modern. I, I think Meghan Markle marrying, you know, royalty as a divorcee, mixed race with total like hood rat relatives. <laughs> that that to me speaks of <laughs> like, yeah, I think somebody was doing the wobble.
2: This is this is uh, the ultimate in commoner.
0: But it, it's it's beyond commoner. She's. I remember back in the day when people would be cons- they'd be called show people, like vaudeville, like she's show people. There was a time when buildings in New York had like clauses in their in their leases like you can't rent to actors and actresses. You can't you can't let these people in once the dam is broken and you have show people in like uh you know she was and she wasn't even on like a network show or even HBO USA Network.
1: Hey, that's good TV right there.
0: And I, evidently, a lot of people like suits. Heck yeah, that was a good show. All right, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not throwing shade on suits, B- Brian or the show. What I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, you're right, Chappelle. Like it's a new world order, and if this,
2: and it if, seems like the world celebrated it.
0: Can I tell you something? People are over the moon. People are, first of all, everybody wants to know who this preacher is. This Michael Curry is the thing. Man, man. (laughs) All I saw was his picture. And I was like, this is more exciting than Aretha Franklin's hat at the Obama inauguration. I don't know if you remember Aretha Franklin's hat at the the original Obama inauguration. But I think we might have to put a picture of that on the website because that hat needed its own zip code. Like, I never in my life, I was like, she's not just celebrating him winning. She's like, she's she's bringing down
1: aliens. That's just the normal Sunday black church hat. No way.
0: Are you looking at the picture? I am. That's it? That's a regular? What? Where? Baptist. That's got to be Baptist, though. <laughs> that's Baptist. That's Holy Roller. That's that's for real.
2: Blocking the view.
0: That was a hat, man. So, yeah, I mean, and, and the Britons, they're That's what they do. They wear the fascinators and they wear the crazy ass. Philip Treacy, I think is his name, T-R-E-A-C-Y. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it. But there is a British hat maker who these hats are like confections. You know what's really amazing to me? How much of this stuff I have in my brain that I'm not even looking at all the stuff you printed for me because I have just now revealed without even knowing that I was revealing it that I'm an undercover Anglophile and royalty watcher. It, it it just leaked out of me. I didn't even want you guys to know how much I care about this. That I'm probably the only person in this room that remembers the scandal where Fergie was not invited to the wedding and she was acting like she didn't know why. And I'm like, because you let a Texas businessman suck your big toe in front of a camera. That's why? I bet you didn't even know about that, did you?
2: But that would be allowed today, don't you think?
0: Um, Only if it was part of a reality show.
2: No, I mean she. Was, I don't think that would preclude her from an invitation to the royal wedding. Oh, I think wedding. she
0: did so many. I think Fergie did so many other things. I think selling, access. I think uh, yeah, you, yeah. I think that the next song should be "Can't Trust a Ho." I think. I think we should go right from the wobble. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All (laughs) right. right. So that was my uh, royal wedding opening right there. Now I'm going to toss it to Michael Chappé to bring this up a notch and bring it some dignity. Okay. I remember. This is the Monique Marvez show. I remember driving to the mall in Texas when this song was out in the early 80s very early 80s we got to get to the chorus hang on i can't talk right now let's all just we know we know what's going on here let's do this everybody every little thing should is magic i remember the video i remember sting wearing a funky little ska hat with the brim turned up and it was so natural it was that overused word, organic. They were just in a studio, kicking their legs up, little straw hat. Gordon Sumner, former school teacher, was just giving us a lesson in joy. And years later, I heard that they do a concert to raise money in England called the Prince's Royal Trust. They do it, I guess they did it every year. But at the time, oh, here it comes again. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I can't talk while this is happening. Yeah, if you're in your car, just please do it. Drive with your drive with your ankles. Or at least your kneecaps, like my dad used to when he was lighting a Benson and Hedges. Hard pack. Rather fight than switch. So this is I resolved to call her up. This is it's just just let it wash over you and ask her if she'll marry me in some old-fashioned way. Do you think that's what Harry did? You think it was a one knee? ring-in-his-hand situation. It's, uh, yeah. It's pretty beautiful. Alright, this is the last time you're gonna get to do this, so do it. Just bop. Not the wobble, but it's good. Now, this song is about 36 years old. Like, that's like, this song's been around a very long time. I have all their albums, Ghost in the Machines, and Yada Mandada, have them all. Regatta de Blanc. But here's the thing about this song was that I heard that it was Princess Di's personal favorite song. And when they played it at the in the early 80s, you know, Roxanne was their first breakout hit. And when they played this at the Prince's Royal Trust, the first one where she was now Princess Di, Princess of Wales, that, uh, that she very much enjoyed it. And I can never hear this song without thinking of her. And today, uh, she she was heavy on my mind. It's like the week after Mother's Day, and I remember her funeral. I remember Harry as a little, just like, he looked like a lit match with that red hair and his little white face and his red hair, uh, walking as a very young boy, walking uh, behind the I think it's pronounced Cortez. I might be saying that wrong. And um, I just, you know, to see him go from there to being his own man and marrying his own Hollywood show folk, mixed race, does what she wants to do kind of chick. Uh, I I believe that, you know, and even the fact that he didn't shave, that's a, believe it or not, that's a thing. He was supposed to shave his beard. He was. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Who said that? It's like a part of a thing. You're supposed hmm. to not have, uh, I mean, unless, facial hair, huh? yeah, unless you were like burned in a fire or have no chin, you know, you're supposed to not be rocking crazy facial hair if you're a royal getting married. But here's, and, and there's rules. And we were talking about this off mic, what the fascination with royalty is.
2: Yeah, what is it? Explain it.
0: Okay, first of all, it's a chick thing. Ah, so right. let's just break it down. It's a chick thing or a gay man thing. When I was getting my hair done today, my hairdresser was very engrossed. But I believe I believe that it comes from the mythology of happily ever after. I believe it comes from believing that here on Earth, there are opportunities to live beyond an extraordinary existence. I mean, let's not forget that the Queen of England is one of the richest women on the planet. She's not just... People want to say... Oh, she's a figurehead. It's a tourist attraction. Google her net worth. You know, it's a lot. It's up there. And the fact that she is part of a of an unbroken chain of things that goes all the way back to, you know, the Hundred Years War. I mean, Joan of Arc. And that think about as Americans, as mutts. And we're all fascinated by this Me23 kits and, and Ancestry.com. They don't have to do that. They have plaques and pictures all over the wall of the dining room that goes all the way back. Nobody's got to scratch the inside of anybody's cheek. They know exactly from whence they came for millennia. And I think there's something fascinating about, you know, larger than life. I think it's the ultimate lifestyles of the rich and famous, but I don't think it's lifestyles of the rich and famous. I think it's lifestyles of the of the blessed, of the anointed, of the other half, of the, of the thing. Because keep in mind that at the end of the day when you watch, I, I don't know if any of you have watched The Crown, there's a whole secret thing that believes that this is divine, that it isn't just like, oh, you happen to be born in the right family. When we come back, there's a whole thing that goes into being royalty that has nothing to do with, with the crown or the chair. It's a belief that you have a higher calling than the commoners. This is uh, the Monique Marvez Show tossing to the uncommon newsman, Michael Chappé.
1: K F
0: I. AM 640 I, uh, I felt like we had to play a, a soulful summer song this is a Sly and the Family Stone his name's Sylvester his real name his song is 40 something years old and the, the horns and the climb up and down the bass you just walk that bass line just up and down it's so good But my favorite part of this song, besides the random piano notes in the background that are slightly discordant, is the anthropomorphizing of the season. End of the spring, and then she comes back. I love that, that summertime is a girl. She's warm, she's hot, dare I say. And uh, this this is it, the official kickoff of summer. We have a royal wedding. By the way, I guess because it's cold in England, but the the royal weddings are in the summer. Lady uh, Princess Di got married in the summer. They get married. This is is prime royal wedding time.
1: You know, I um, actually read that they broke the rules with the date of this wedding because they're usually on weekdays, and this time it was on a weekend on a Saturday.
0: Yeah. That's so they could get better ratings. I'm just kidding.
1: No, no that's probably true.
0: So people could be home and watching it as opposed to in their cubicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, number one, uh, and then number two is that, to me, even though technically it's not summer till June 20th, technically this is spring. Spring kicked off March 20th. Let's be honest. Here in America, Memorial Day weekend, which is next weekend, is the kickoff of summer. This is summer. All the kids, it's the graduations. So, getting back to the monarchy, I uh, I looked it up. I wikipedia this. The coronation of the British monarch is a ceremony, specifically initiation rite, in which the monarch of the United Kingdom is formally invested with regalia. Right. The coronation usually takes place several months after the death of the previous monarch. Uh, Queen Elizabeth was crowned June second, nineteen fifty three. Nineteen. She's coming upon. June 2nd will be the anniversary. The ceremony is performed by the Archbishop of Canterbury. That I already knew. Uh, And here's what's interesting about it. The essential elements of the coronation have remained largely unchanged for the past thousand years. I called it without even Wikipedia-ing it. Because I knew because of the Hundred Year War and William of Saxon and because I'm a huge Joan of Arc fan, not like she's a rock star or anything, but... Being raised Catholic, I figured. You gotta love a chick that gets burned for cross dressing. Gotta love a chick. Um, following that, the monarch is anointed with holy oil. I told you there's like some divinity there, invested with regalia and crowned before receiving the homage, or homage, but I'm just gonna say homage of his or her subjects. And then, I mean, this whole thing started in 973 AD. 973 AD. So I think part of the fascination with the monarchy is the fact that it's very old and it's done the same way, basically. And I think that as human beings, there's something about us that longs for some form of unbroken understanding of immortality of, you know, it's... Things now in particular, I mean, look, I remember when it was exciting when there were franchise players that would stay with the same football team for their entire careers. Like, that was exciting. You don't even get that anymore. People don't invest in, in long-term traditions, even from Thanksgiving at your grandma's house. Now you have, like, a group text, like, enjoy your turkey, turkey. So I – and and December, you you
1: said you were – you know, swooped up? No, honestly, I was not expecting to even care about the royal Be wedding. Honest. And, you know, I do digital, you know. Yeah, you, and you're I'm in charge of all the social, Yeah, so digital. I'm like, all right. I it's a big story. The... Yeah, exactly. You so thought I'm it like, was work. Cover it. And so I'm up at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. and I'm watching it. I'm just like, you know, all right, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as Megan comes out with her dress, with the train just trailing down the stairs, I must, I just... Something came over you. I, I just jumped up in my bed and I was like, oh my goodness. And a then, real princess. That's exactly how I Royal felt. fever. I'm like, Ooh, I'm watching Disney movies all over again. See?
0: See, I think that Walt <laughs> Disney has tapped into that collective unconscious of the princess. Yeah. Of that whole print of, of living, of an ordinary moral, mortal living an extraordinary life. That the moral of the tale is like, oh, this regular person now all of a sudden is living this otherworldly, close to these anointed people.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and that's basically what happened. Yeah, you, exactly. you, it happened. You got swept up in it. Exactly. You got the boogie fever. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I loved it. It's it. a great song.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Um, so I'm just going to tell you the 10 most bizarre etiquette rules, and then we're going to jump on to something more normal like a wrecked McLaren. Uh, number one, women must wear the right hat or face ridicule like if you like it's a thing if you if your hat is too big or too small, they will go after you, Princess Beatrice at Prince William and Kate Middleton's wedding. They called her hat a toilet seat, a birth control device, a uterus evidently it was a very ugly hat with a hundred and forty thousand a hundred and forty thousand strong Facebook page dedicated just to insulting her hat, like the hatred of her hat went viral
1: wait like. You'll face ridicule from social media or, like, in your face. like uh, Both. Both. <laughs> like, so it's like a roasting session. Like, yes. That's basically what they're saying. Yes. Come correct or you're going to get roasted. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's not come as you are. But if your headgear is too small, you'll also cause a scandal. It's like a disrespect if you show up in a glittery yarmulke, which evidently is what uh, Prime Minister David Cameron's wife, Samantha, she wore a mere glittery clip. Like, the clip was the size of a croissant, they're saying, a little bigger than a yarmulke, but it wasn't enough. Number two, family jewels only. Like, you're allowed to wear tiaras and whatnot, but don't show up with stuff from Claire's. Like, you're... Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't have any family jewels. Like, in my family, when we say family jewels, we're talking
1: about somebody's NARS. I knew you were going to... You knew. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Yeah, where am I supposed to get some family jewels from? Okay. What? I guess that's why I'm
0: not going. That's why I'm not invited. Leave the tuxedo at home. They think that's a rude American thing about wearing tuxedos to church. You have to wear a suit or morning coat. You know, those long tails in the back, like the penguin situation, which I think is very sexy. I think a morning outfit is hot. I don't trust your
1: judgment anymore.
0: I'm sorry. You don't think that the waistcoat with the striped trousers and a tie isn't kind of delicious?
1: Not at all, no. Okay. No.
0: Uh, This one's going to get you. Like the rhythm is going to get you. They love a conga line. It's a tradition. (laughs) King George VI had the vulgar habit of ending palace balls with a conga line, including one throughout Buckingham Palace the night before Elizabeth's wedding. His daughter carried on the tradition in 1945. So that's what they do.
1: I bet you that was a wobble line this year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. They were doing the Cupid (laughs) shuffle. To the left, to the left. Oh, they probably were. Yeah. I mean, Don't you dare touch the queen. In 2009, Michelle Obama put her arm around the queen causing an uproar. You cannot touch her. Unless she puts her hand out to you,
1: do not touch her. You can't speak to her first
0: either, no, right? No. Unless she
1: speaks to you first.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Evidently, she's been appointed by God and she does not want to be touched by commoners.
1: I tell people that all the time, not to touch me, you peasant. But they anyway. still
0: do. Yeah. um, <laughs> You're not allowed to say the T word which is toilet, or the P word, which is pardon. They don't like that. You don't have to say, like, I got to go to
1: the turlet. you know, none of that kind of talk. Yeah, you they, should be more classy. Yeah, not
0: that. even powder room. Yeah. Like, they just, just go do your business and, yeah.
1: Wait, what, what do you say if you need to, what? You just leave? Yeah, you just, just. How do you get your friends to go with you? <laughs> you just tell them I'm
0: going to that place that I can't say right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, don't say nice to meet you. They don't like that. It's how do you do? And then they say, uh, how do you do? And I, and I don't know how you would respond to that other than, fine, thank you, well, I am well. They don't like conversations top, going top. On long. Clearly. Yeah, no, no, they don't. Yeah. Uh, you're done when the queen's done. Now, this I knew from a movie. When she stops eating, they gather up the plates. Done. Like, you don't get to linger on your dessert. Wow. Can you imagine that kind of power? <laughs> that when she stops eating, Done. And the thing is that that Queen Victoria, she was like a she was chunkster. She evidently scarfed her food, so the race was on. Like when the plates hit the table, it was on to beat the Queen. What, I mean, that's-
2: what about the wine? Did they take the wine off the table too?
0: I don't know what they do about the wine, <laughs> but I've got to tell you right now. I mean, I I have friends that eat very fast. You know, if I hung out with those people and when their plates were done, mine would be. T- I, I would be skinny because people do that. And this is it. Humiliate those who don't know about the random rules. It's very important. That was the 10th rule. If they don't know the other nine, give them the look. All right. Roasting sessions. Roasting. A lot of roasting.
2: So the queen kind of has a duty to take her time, I would think. You would hope. Yeah. You want to get to the, what, eighth course.
0: Yeah, for sure. And now we're going to get to the What was on the menu, do we know? No. You know what? That's a good idea. Let's look up the food. That always matters at a wedding. Yeah. Heck yeah! Yeah, let's let's toss to the news and look up the food. No use pretending things Eric say. Carmen, who was uh, part of a group called the Raspberries, that had a great song called "Please Go All the Way." I love the sound. And the reason why I'm playing "Never Gonna Fall in Love Again." It's because this is the Monique Marvez show, by the way. In case you're just tuning in and saying it's F, it's AM, it's FM, there's music, there's talk. What's going on? Okay, it's the Monique Marvez show. This is Eric Carmen, and the song's called Never Gonna Fall in Love Again. And here it is. Oh, oh, it was in junior high. You get your little heartbroken in a crush. And why am I playing this? Because. I think it's a pretty bold move that uh, Prince Harry invited his ex-girlfriend to the wedding. Now, granted, she's part of that whole circle, you know, of like, you know, skinny-legged fascinator-wearing rich people with thick accents that don't have real jobs. She's part of that group, you know, shops on Sloan Street and whatnot. Uh, you know, the kind of people that would be in a Hugh Grant movie. So... Her name is Chelsea Davey. She was born in Zimbabwe. She has a dual citizenship. She's a gorgeous, stunning, mega-blonde, you know, like Kate Upton wannabe wearing a crazy black fascinator that looks like she killed an electrified crow and glued it to her head. And and there's memes of her trying to look like happy-go-lucky, like, oh... So happy for you, truly I am. Now I, I think it's peculiar to have your ex there, just because it just it when, just puts yeah, a vibe.
2: Yeah, when you ask the 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 betrothed, you know, are you okay with this, and what is she going to say to the prince?
0: Well, even if she said yeah, what do I care if you bring your old boo? Whatever, if your ex shoddy wants to show up, I don't think
2: so. You know, we got millions of people watching.
0: I'm going to tell you a rule of relationships. I'm just going to tell you a Monique rule of relationship. Unless you have children with somebody, nobody wants to be in the same room with another person who's seen you naked. It's just a thing. Like, I understand that we're all mature and we read magazines and we're all positive and getting along. I don't want to hang out with my ex and his new girl. You know what I mean? I don't. I, I understand that makes me sound lower vibration, dare I say lizard brain i don't know but i don't want to be in the same room with another chick who's seen your family jewels and i and i don't mean on a velvet cushion <laughs> or maybe i do okay so uh they are there's memes of her all over the place chelsea davey which now this story oh that's is, her name chelsea yeah chelsea davey. well chelsea it's chelsea dare i say blonde big smiled chelsea uh I'm gonna morph that right into the mugshot of the week because I think that you could actually almost put their pictures side by side, and there's a there's a there's a thing. <laughs> there's the, I think they're feigning happiness, like don't care.
1: Because, this royal wedding is just has just become like a lifetime movie.
0: Yeah, well, know? because the headline the headline of this mugshot is woman doesn't seem very sorry in mugshot, and if you look at Chelsea Davy, doesn't seem very sorry that her one time boyfriend is marrying. You know, a hot chick from Hollywood, like you're just part of that circle, that skinny-legged rich circle. Like, this. so she's
1: gonna find another prince, is what you're saying? I don't think so. There's, no, they're not falling out of trees. <laughs> There's a lot of
0: royalty and monarchy just, you know, it's going down like the blue angels. So, Amber Leg, that's her name. Amber Leg. Now, first of all, if you name a little girl Amber, you're asking for trouble. It's an automatically not good name. And if you are listening and you have a child named Amber, give her a nickname and keep a close watch. They're going to spin around a pole and I don't mean fireman. Oh, that's, that's not right. Oh, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> that's not right. Has anybody been into one of those clubs and seen how many girls are named Amber and Destiny? But
2: those are fake names.
0: <laughs> the fact that they chose to call themselves that shows that that name pulls a certain Cachet, Amber, a what draw, about
1: diamond. You know, diamond. <laughs> I know, I know. Bubble cheeks. I don't know. I get it. Peppermint. No. Pepper. Yeah,
0: that's not a real name. Peppermint. Ginger. <laughs> Ginger could be real. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like maybe we should have a thing where you get your, you make up a stripper name. I like that. Yeah, I think mine, my last name would be Chapatulis. I don't know what my first name would be. Nobody's giving you money with that name. <laughs> yeah, Chapatulis. Very. Big Easy. Um, maybe that would be my stripper name, just the Big Easy. <laughs> all right.
2: Or maybe not so Big Easy.
0: Just, yeah. Just Easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, guys. <laughs> we have lost all cabin pressure. We've gone straight from mugshot to, you know. Uh, so, uh, be okay, so the she's she burnt down a house that she claimed to own, and when they took her picture in a, Montgomery County, Ohio, which is uh, near Cincinnati, she stuck her tongue out during her mugshot. First of all, she has one of those piercings that's in your labial fold, like between your nose and your upper lip. So she's already rebellious because she didn't get like the regular piercing, like your nose or your tongue. or She's like, no, I'm going to get this one right here. Okay. So when we come back, I want to talk about this girl because she was very unremorseful. And I don't think that's a good precedent. I think in the mugshot, you should look remorseful. This is KFI AM 640, top of the hour. It comes so quick. I want to see your face in every kind of light KFI In of dawn, AM 640 FYI you don't have to be a royal when to when appreciate an amazing love song the Frank Sinatra Madison Square Garden singing Michelle oh, LeGrand amazing the, the question you want someone you love to ask you,
1: you this is it right here what are you doing the rest of your life Ah, oh.
0: oh, so beautiful north
1: and south and east and west of your life
0: just go to my page and see mugshot of the week I don't even want to talk about I her anymore have only one request She's a little idiot with her tongue out whatever life. named amber this song just took me to another place that you spend it all with I want to me. talk about couple of things let's just wrap up this i gotta wrap up the royal wedding the menu scottish langoustines wrapped in smoked salmon with citrus creme fraiche sounds like what are you doing the rest of your life trying to lower your cholesterol and avoid the gout grilled english asparagus wrapped in cumbrian ham garden pea panna cotta with quail eggs and lemon verbena heritage tomato and basil tartare with balsamic pearls poached free-range chicken bound in a lightly spiced yogurt with roasted apricot, croquet of confit Windsor lamb, roasted vegetables, and shallot jam, warm asparagus spears. They like the asparagus.
2: Nice buffet.
0: Right? <laughs> and then uh, let's just get to dessert. Champagne and pistachio macaroons, orange creme brulee tartlets, and miniature rhubarb crumble tartlets. I love a crumble, a crumble tartlet. I do. Uh, this story was going to be... You know how I always like to do the best story of the week? Yep. This is my second best story of the week. While out for a jog, she discovered a baby buried alive. Oh, my goodness. 20 years later, they reunite. This woman was running through the park. It was And it was here. It was in Altadena. Azita Melanian is reunited with Matthew Whitaker, the newborn baby she found abandoned on a side trail 20 years ago. In 1998, a jogger found a newborn baby. Who does that? buried alive in the foothills of altadena his umbilical cord still attached not more than a few hours old he hovered near death for decades azita melanian would wonder what happened to the boy after he recovered at the pasadena hospital and was put up for adoption this week 20 years to the date of when she found him the two were reunited the picture is brilliant i i you've got a it's up on the site. I knew you would do that. <laughs> They've got pictures. The 1998 photo shows Matthew Whitaker in the neonatal medical center at Huntington Memorial. It was a reunion that came about in an unlikely way. The mother of one of Whitaker's friends wrote into, wait for it, KISS. What? what? KISS. KISS FM station. No way. Yes, it was us. Oh. Explaining Whitaker's story and asking for a 23andMe DNA kit so he could learn more about his ancestry. Whitaker agreed to take the test and have the results revealed during the On Air with Ryan Seacrest program. Wow. When one of the show's producers read a 1998 Los Angeles Times story of Melanian finding him, she decided to try to reunite them. Ahead of the program's taping, Melanian waited anxiously in a nearby room with a bag filled with clothes that she had brought for Whittaker in the bag was a card with an envelope reading "Happy Birthday, Baby Christian Mountain Angel Matthew." When Melanian walked into the studio and saw Whittaker, she began to sob into his shirt as he hugged her and called her an angel. Now I got to tell you, had I heard that live, just thinking about it, can you imagine? You, and and you know what I love? See, this is the good use of media and social and, and social network. Yeah, and this is the use. Yeah, this is it. This is to, so that you can you can do good. You can raise people up. You mm-hmm. can give them a story. You know? Yeah, I love I love talking about the Royals. Even though Jerry Givens just sent me like a that's one of my listeners. He he just sent me and it's not on social media, so you guys can't chase him down. He sent me a <laughs> note giving me the biz about loving uh. This, Royal so much and i would be remiss <laughs> if i didn't mention that tom wolf 88 years old now you don't know who that is but this guy wrote a lot of very very important sort of thumb on his pulse of pop culture he wrote uh one of his first books that was a very big deal um he wrote the right stuff he wrote bonfire of the vanities which was amazing a man in full I'm a huge Tom Wolf. He always dressed in white. It was a thing. He was like a southern gentleman. He always wore a white suit. And he was very, very, very sharp. His stuff was kind of... uh, It it, it had a satire to it. He sort of lampooned popular culture. He used to call the skinny, like the whole 80s skinny social x-rays. He was very good at coining phrases (laughs) that would stick and capture an entire ennui. Um, So he produced... Nine nonfiction books, including one. This was a very popular book, *The Electric Kool Aid Acid Test*, an account of his repertorial travels in California with Ken Kesey, uh, Ken Kesey, who wrote *Handbook to Higher Consciousness* and *His Merry Pranksters as They Spread the Gospel of LSD*. That's. Uh, it remains a classic chronicle of the counterculture. Still, the best account, fiction or non, in print or on film. So, I Kesey mean,
2: wrote *One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest*.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it, it, you know these guys were extremely influential, yeah and uh, and, he li- and he lived to be 88, which is pretty intense, considering he lived on the edge. He did what he wanted to do, uh, unrelated to this, this story kind of blew my mind. Nevada police find wrecked three hundred thousand dollar McLaren supercar in the desert, but no one with it. <laughs> and the cars like munched. So somebody took the body out. Like whoever was in this car didn't just get out and walk away and go, woo. Like this car is munched. Uh, So the Nevada Highway Patrol actually tweeted pictures of it. This is what's left of a McLaren exotic sports car after a rollover in the Lake Mead recreational area today. Both the driver and the passenger escaped serious injury because they were wearing their seatbelts. Yeah. That's what you, how do you know? They weren't there. Yeah, how do you know? Exactly.
2: Just because there was no one there.
0: Exactly. Or
2: blood, maybe, and drag marks from the people's heels.
0: 700 and, drag marks, I didn't even think of drag marks.
2: Unless you pick them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just so you know, 710 horsepower coupe. How do you even get 710 horsepower in a little car? The coupe is one of the quickest cars in the world and has a top speed of 212. just, just like a car on the highway.
2: Hey, there's lots of Mercedes out there with 700 horsepower.
0: Do you think they can do 212? Uh, Close.
2: Right. Probably, no, probably not. With The, the McLaren is probably carbon fiber and all that. It is.
0: I was just going to say that. Oh, okay. It features a carbon fiber passenger cell similar to a race car. So I would be very curious to know where these people went. The car was apparently <laughs> taking part in a cross-country exotic car rally. Now, some of you will remember this, maybe Chappé. There was a fabulous uh, show, uh, movie in the 70s called The Gumball Rally. Evidently, they do these races, these right. under-the-radar races where they drive, like, New York to L.A. And there's real they, – they have the road rally down in Mexico. But that's Mexico. Nobody follows rules down there. But evidently, this was something that uh, – was taking place something went awry and they disappeared
2: as, as i understand those cross-country things are more of an endurance situation
0: well you know, of so course because yeah, I... you're you don't sleep you're just like pounding you know rock star but, or whatever
2: right but and how many times would you get pulled over that's got to you know hurt your time yeah i would think
0: yeah well i think part of it also is eluding the cops i think there is some level of rebellion yeah, and illegality passive. that makes it more fun and i am not in any way promoting this whatsoever. Uh, caught on camera when we come back. It's a very fun story of why you should have cameras around your house. This is the Monique Marvez show on KFI AM 640 tossing to Michael Chappé. K-F-I-AM 640 The Monique Marvez show. Sugar, sugar, because we're gonna talk about this. We've got two topics that I am gonna dig into deeper because I touched on them last week for Mother's Day, and I don't want to just like, you know, it's royal wedding. Everybody's got, you know, Markle fever. Everybody, no, Josh is in the next room. You only have Dodger fever, Josh. That's all you ever have is Dodger fever. But I did a story last week about this whole situation. With sugar dating. Chappelle, you know what I'm. There's a I whole...
2: think I get it. I think you're talking about young
1: girls yeah. looking for
2: older men with money.
1: Right. Or young boys looking for older women. But
0: it's a whole. Money. F-
1: but, it's, but it's no
0: longer. <laughs> I think in a weird way, I, I, I always say that women give men a nickname before they break up with him because you have to objectify him. Right. So all I'm sure
2: guys do the same thing.
0: No, all men just call her Psycho Beezy. Oh, oh, okay. Psycho B. Bee. <laughs> yeah, you don't give her a real nickname, you just call her Psycho B. Um so that being said, um I think the fact that now they're I don't want to say legitimizing this culture, but the, there was a there's a sign on La Brea and Sunset called Sugar Escorts. Like that's to me isn't that pros is
1: Oh, for the app, right? There's an app? Right over there by um, Saddle Ranch, that big billboard? No, no, there's one on, there's another other billboard. Oh. But but my point
0: is, <laughs> I actually had a, a guy, one of our listeners, and I'm going to be very careful to protect his identity, sent me a very long private message about this sugar situation. He listens to the show. He lives in Hollywood. He's a gentleman who lives on his own. He wasn't exactly sure what the sugar situation was, and he said that he had a you know a sugar girl sugar date and it's not actually it's everything up to it, I guess there's like legal boundaries
2: oh yeah okay, like so a, just a regular escort, he,
0: so he said they basically rolled around and heavy petted in a state of mostly not dressness. <laughs> The,
2: Everything but is right, like, okay. right,
0: really, right. yes, and that after two of those, you know, sessions, uh, that that he just realized that it wasn't doing, yeah. it, <laughs> just like, it wasn't doing it for him.
2: There's no happy ending. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because I did a story for Mother's Day last week that got so much attention and tweets and retweets about this sugar baby situation where it was a a woman. Who has an arrangement she's a very pretty single mom who has an arrangement with a man of means who is helping her sort of co-parent her son and gives her financial aid to be seen and you know i, I guess i don't even get it it sounds more very...
2: like arm candy yeah yeah, than... yeah
0: yeah yeah it's yeah kind of ex machina except she's not a robot and and what was bizarre to me as I read the article, was it she said, you know, she doesn't know how she's going to explain it to her son in the future. But for now, it helps her that she'd be in dire straits, that they haven't crossed any lines. But whenever I see yet in a quote, you know what I mean? If you even have the word yet in the quote, it uh, I have to tell you this whole I, I don't think we should be normalizing and and saying that it's OK to say, you know, as long as we go here but not there, I'll I'll I, I think there's this I'm just gonna say it. I think there's a weird polarity going on between this let's just say Me Too and sugar. Like
1: oh, you know what I mean? Yeah it's
0: the push pull. It's the it's the expand contract. I think that the Me Too people need to have a discussion with the sugar people right. And say, hey, as long as you guys are around, it's making this very hard that this gray area of sugarhood is making respect and intimacy and I'm just going to say it, you know, moral rectitude. Did, Did that make me sound like a church lady? I sounded churchy.
2: The rectitude was. Yeah,
0: rectitude. Wrecked him, damn near killed him.
2: Don't you think this will <laughs> always be around?
0: <laughs> of course it will.
2: I mean, there's really not, you know, there's it's, nothing it's, you can do about it's it. It's supply and demand. Comes wow. Down
0: wow. That but, just really brought it. That was the opposite of my rectitude right there, supply and demand. <laughs> like if I went one way, you just went right the other way.
2: What do you think? They were talking about. Uh, decriminalizing or legalizing i guess prostitution in california like they have in nevada
0: i um i don't know how i feel about that
2: we're just going for for broke here we got a recreational pot you know,
0: yeah yeah okay um the, the only thing worse than that is well okay i'm just going to let that lie okay kfi am 640 the michael Chappelle news Moment. <laughs> kfi am 640 the monique marvez show and yes i have played two not one but two eric carmen songs in one show I'm not even sure why except this song has become almost a parody of itself when it first came out it was actually considered a very dramatic you know sort of the macarthur park of the 70s it's, and it gets played a lot but for, I, I wanted to have like a, a cute story I thought we needed some cute we can't just do all wedding so here's the story Lynn Manuel Miranda Mark Hamill and celebs who helped save Brooklyn 99 now have a group chat like they thought they were all alone in their love but that's not what happened Brooklyn 9-9, nine, nine, recently getting canceled by Fox and miraculously picked up again for a sixth season by NBC, has really brought the world together. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to lie, Josh just whispered in my ear that sold it to Fox in the first place. I didn't know that, Josh. Thank you. Enemies cast aside their differences. Strangers befriended one another on the Internet, and old friends reunited to save the beloved police comedy. But that's not all. Lynn Manuel Miranda, I'm looking at the tweet. It got 22,000 retweets and 82,000 people talking about it. All in caps, he said, Renew Brooklyn 99. I only watch like four things. This is one of the things. I think that's really cool that the guy that wrote Hamilton stood up for another show. Right. And Mark Hamill, I didn't know that Mark Hamill's Twitter was at Hamill himself. Oh, no, all in caps, crying emojis. I'm so not ready to say bye-bye, 99. Be forewarned at Fox TV. When networks dump shows I love, I'm known to hold grudges for a long, long time. I mean, Mark Hamill. I think it's adorable that the show was saved and that even Guillermo del Toro and Sean Astin started a group chat about it. Uh, Sean Astin being a hobbit.
2: Did you watch it? No, I've never seen it. I saw I've seen trailers, and I'm going,
0: oh, that looks.
2: But you know, there's so many shows now. Well,
0: the only I, I saw a half of an episode because honestly, I love Andre Brower. I just love him as an actor, and I watched half of an episode, and he was fantastic. Who's in the it. other guy? Adam. And I made a note. It was a- Andy. Andy. Andy, Andy Sandberg. Sandberg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's fine. I like him. He's fine, but but Andre Brower is a great actor. And the fact that he's on a comedy surprises me because he was such a great dramatic actor on one of those cop shows a long time ago. Where I said, like, how is this guy not more famous? And now he's famous but not for being a super serious dramatic actor. So long story short, now that it's been brought back, I may attempt to watch at least a full episode.
2: Where's it going? NBC Network. NBC Network. It'll go on the network.
0: Yeah, oh. it got. But but the thing what that what are I, they
2: killing? <laughs>
0: who knows? Room for uh, that. There's plenty to kill. But my my point is, this is the world we live in. It's like me talking about Kiss FM playing part in a reunion of a woman that saved a baby that was left buried alive with his umbilical cord still attached, and they found them and reunited them on the Ryan Seacrest show. And this here, celebrities at the highest ilk, it doesn't get any more A-lister than the writer and star of Hamilton. It doesn't get any more A-lister than Mark Hamill. And these people stepped up and said, hey, my show, uh, not so much. Do not get rid of it. And this happened many years ago, for those of you who don't remember this, when Quantum Leap went away, people went bananas. It was one of those weird little sci-fi niche shows that people loved with Scott Bakula. Right, I remember that. Yeah, they brought it back because when they took it away, and this was before social media, I can only imagine how many handwritten letters, probably in angry crayon, uh, arrived at the network that they actually reversed a decision and brought it back. But that's the only other time I can remember in recent history, and that was over 20 years ago. So
2: maybe that's the, the key is to just cancel the show and just see what happens. Right. <laughs> and then you get and- free advertising.
0: Funny thing, you should say that. I hadn't thought about that when I started the break, but I did say that now I'm going to have to give it another look. Yeah, if if I guess because think about it, isn't that a form of endorsement?
2: Yeah, exa- that's it's what an I endorsement. think. Like I must be missing something.
0: Yeah, if Lynn Manuel Miranda loves it, then I've got to give it another look. Because I mean, Hamilton. All right, this is a bizarro story. Arizona woman accused of stalking and sending soulmate sixty five thousand texts after one date Ooh. after one like what did this man do to her i would like to know what cologne he had on like i would never wear that again never i'm guessing he was wearing boxer briefs and Dracar noir
2: i'm guessing he showed up
0: <laughs> okay fair enough
2: <laughs> uh, somebody's got an issue yeah he's the one and that showed o- up she's
0: only 31 <laughs> I don't. I, I don't have the picture on the printed story, but I saw the picture on the internet. She's not unattractive. There's got to be something very bubble off a of plum, uh, according to the Paradise Valley Police news release obtained. She, she I mean, sixty-five thousand texts. In a jailhouse interview Thursday, she told reporters, "I felt like I met my soulmate, and everything." was just the way it was. I thought we would do what everybody else did, but that's not what happened. She was threatening to kill him if he didn't respond and, uh, you know, further the amorous ball down the field. And, And the thing that I liked about this story, though, to be perfectly honest, is that she got in trouble and that he's a man because a lot of times, you know, you would say, like, you're a man, you know, suck it up. But even with women... If somebody stalks you, I mean, it's very hard to get a restraining order. It's very hard to prove that somebody means you harm. But I very much think that that's changing with a lot of the things that have happened and people genuinely getting hurt by stalkers. I think that they're now starting to take these things very seriously and say, hey, this is not a joke.
2: It always comes out that, yeah, there were signs, you know, it seems to, that somebody knew something and didn't report it. Nobody wants to report and be the bad guy and get somebody in trouble
0: right she was arrested last week and they're they're not he basically said this is what happened she he she went to his business and claimed to be his wife (laughs) like they're like he's not married but my point is about this particular story and i'm just gonna say it i've been saying that all night but i i think i'm over caffeinated you know i worry about people that go on these apps. And and get all excited, and they swipe left or right, and they go to a Pink Berry. and even if all you did was have, you know, a, a gelato with somebody, you don't know people. Like, you should try to meet someone in a more normal realm, like a friend of a friend, a recommendation, you know, the old-fashioned way at work while you're still married. But my point is, you know, you don't know who's who in the zoo. And the fact that people get so excited over, you know, being picked on plenty of fish or Tinder or whatever, please just be careful. That's all I want to say. And I'm not just saying just for girls, even though I'm a girl, you don't know what kind of wackadoo. And it's been many years since Fatal Attraction came out. I remember when Fatal Attraction came out that you could almost hear a collective zipper going up across the country. Like you could just hear like, nope. Not not gonna risk it. Nope. I'll just nope. I'll just watch. Uh, just watch. You know, VHS tapes of, you know, Jane Kennedy after my wife goes to sleep. That's how long ago that movie came out. Some you don't know anything of what I just said. Do you, December? I do, because I made
1: you look it up. <laughs> sex tape. <laughs> not
0: true. Okay. I know some of these references. Okay, but no, it's. Please, please be careful. And I'm not just saying that because I want to be your constant Saturday night date, although I'm very grateful for that. Just be careful. 65,000 texts after one date is extreme. And uh, How long would that take? I don't even know. I don't know. Long enough for you to be able to buy some locks. Is
2: is there an app for that where you can just repeatedly send the thing to drive somebody nuts?
0: I'm sure. That should be illegal. For sure. So let's let's talk about something happier like the news. Yeah, who? KFI AM 640, Monique Murva. Yeah, tossing to Michael Chabay. (laughs) I got this feeling inside my bones. K- am 640 the Monique Barbez show, offering you a cornucopia of comedy and happiness, up, no a plethora of positivity. That's what I, I want you to know. This is so a nexus of all good things and a couple of SAT vocabulary words thrown in for good measure. Why am I telling you this? Ooh. Because I want you to go to my page. What's on my page? Mugshot of the week. What else do we have on my page? We have a whole list of great in L.A. We have your tunes. That's the list of the songs I play. This song came out two years ago, so this would be somebody's uh, graduating class of of 2016 song. And by the way, graduating class of my high school year, it was uh, Rick Springfield's Dog Eat Dog album with Jesse's Girl. Dance, dance, dance. Yeah, I'll tell you. I don't care. Do the math. I just love... That we have so much fun. It's, it's summer. Just dig in. So my best story of the week just got preempted by a better story. So let me give you first grade in L.A. Please go straight up Beachwood Canyon to the Sunset Ranch. It's still up there. And here's what you get to do. You ride a horse over the hill to a Mexican restaurant. When you get to the Mexican restaurant, the horse knows the way. You know the old song, the horse knows the way to carry the sleigh. Because you're not going to get a DUI if you have margaritas and ride back on the horse. Ordinarily, I try to find, you know, free or very inexpensive. This is not cheap. But what a fun date to ride a horse over the hill and have a Mexican meal and ride it back. Great in L.A. is Sunset Ranch. Plus, it's an institution. It's been there forever. The idea that we have a working horse ranch in the middle of Los Angeles, to me, is still fascinating and pretty darn awesome. Uh, so here's my runner-up story that got preempted. Illinois teens bring prom to girl badly burned in bonfire pit explosion. She was 15. She suffered third-degree burns over an enormous part of her body, a uh, big percentage. I've got a, it's a very long story, but it's a lot. The incident has left at least one of the victims, 16-year-old Autumn Hamill in critical condition. Hamilton, who suffered second and third degree burns to more than 40% of her body, was on life support at one point. This young boy, he's not being charged. He just thought, hey, if a little bit of accelerant makes a fire go crazy, I'm going to throw some gasoline on. He was badly burned himself, and they know that there was no malice. It was just an honest accident. So what ended up happening, her name is Karen Bochner, and she was one of the 12 people. She's Her whole head is wrapped You can only see her eyeballs. She couldn't go to the prom, and her class came to her family's home, to the basement, and had sort of a de facto prom in Lombard, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. And that was going to be my best story of the week until I saw this. See, while I'm on the air, just so you know, I'm constantly watching the Twitter feed, combing the Internet, looking to see what is going on that matters to you, and here it is, my best story of the week. Texans defensive end J.J. Watt will pay for the funerals of the 10 Santa Fe High School shooting victims. He just stepped up and said, I'm g- I just saw that on the Internet, just popped up in my newsfeed Early Friday morning at Santa Fe High School, I always like to, for lack of a better term, the silver lining. I have not reported the story. I have not talked about it. Obviously, it's a very big deal. You know, went to high school in Texas. People had gun racks. On their actual trucks in the parking lot, there were people with gun racks. It was like a joke in my high school at umble high and uh, And you know, Chape does the heavy lifting i don 't even like to talk about these things, but that being said, wow, wow, wow. Watt became known for his charitable giving in Houston community after his fundraiser for Hurricane Harvey victims raised over thirty seven million dollars last year like what a thing. Talk about he has an amazing heart for cardio, obviously, if he's a defensive end. But a guy that steps up, that uses his influence, that says, hey, I'm going I'm to be the first person to serve as an example. The shooting took place on Friday morning just 30 miles outside of Houston with eight students and two substitute teachers killed and another 10 people being injured by a 17-year-old shooter. And uh, in addition to Watts' offer to pay for the funerals of the victims, The Texans released a statement on the shooting on behalf of the Texans organization. We are saddened by the tragic events at Santa Fe High School this morning and extend our thoughts and heartfelt condolences to the victims, their families and all those affected. We are grateful for the brave first responders, law enforcement officials and medical personnel. The Texans family will continue to pray for our neighbors. Okay, you know what's amazing about that? Gratitude to the first responders. People did what they had to do. The word pray, it's like I'm not afraid to show some faith all up in this, Beezy. You know, the whole idea, this this is old school. This is, this is the virtual bringing of the covered dish to the funeral so that the bereaved don't have to cook. That was a thing. Back in the day, you went over to your neighbors with food, with stuff to help out. When a baby was born, people showed up to help the mom and when somebody left our world. So we're going back full circle to the wobble because it's summer, and they're probably still partying over there in England. This is the Monique Marvez show. They're partying all over the world. This is the Monique Marvez show, going out the way I always do, telling you to love hard, forgive harder. I'm going to learn the wobble. And get as happy as you can as fast as you can. KFI AM 640.
1: Baby wobble, baby wobble. Yeah.